Our scripture this morning uh, is from uh, Psalm 23, you may know that one, and John 10. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside quiet waters, he refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And from John. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and to have it to the full. Amen. Thank you, Greg. Who would you want to meet first once you get to heaven? I think there would be a long list of pretty cool people to meet. Last week we talked about Moses. Today we're looking at David, a little bit about Jesus. Thankfully, we'd have forever to talk to all those people that have gone on before us and all those that will... Join us once we get there and keep coming till Christ comes again, that final entrance to this world. Today I encourage you, let the Lord speak to you. Hear and listen through these words of these first three verses of Psalm 23, and the next week we'll look at the, the last three verses of Psalm 23. You know, last week we looked at how... Moses and Aaron and her were on that mountain, and all as they kept Moses' arm and the staff of God. Yes, the staff of God up in the air. God empowered his people. He empowered the leaders. God worked through them. They empowered the Israelites. So today, as we look at King David and we look at Jesus, the ultimate king. What is found in the book of Psalms? Praise, worship, prayers. Praying for wisdom, praying for insight. And as we think about these things, how do we pray? Do we pray just wanting? Do we pray thanking? Do we just want more or do we pray because we are content? What's it say in verse 1? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I ask you, disciples, followers of Christ, as a church, as a United Methodist church, are we living as the Lord is my shepherd? Are we living in that realm, the Lord is the one that shepherds us? What does a shepherd do? Well, Jesus talks about that in the reading there in John chapter 10. 
Even in the earlier verses, you look it up today, this week, look at John chapter 10. Verse 2 and 3 talks about, but he who enters by the door. He who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens the door. The sheep will hear his voice and he calls them his own because he calls them by name. Just as he calls you by name. Just as he created you and named you and gave you the family and situation right where you are at this moment. It may not be on top of the hill. You may not find yourself in the valley, but you're somewhere in there, aren't you? And the Lord knows and he's there. The psalmist has this personal relationship with the Lord. Where David can say, my shepherd, my Jesus. What happens when you have a relationship that becomes so close, so intimate, that you use the word my? My wife, my spouse, my son, my daughter. Every once in a while I hear somebody say, oh, that's my church. Sometimes I hear, oh, that's my Sunday school teacher. Sometimes I get introduced, hey, this is my pastor. I want you to meet my pastor. Do we say those things easier than we say, let me tell you about my Jesus. Can I tell you about my Lord and Savior? Things we need to work on. Speaking and talking in this way. But also, in that intimate relationship, we say those things because of who the relationship is with. Whom it is with. Have I ever heard anyone say, let me tell you about myself. Maybe not in so many words, but some people have a good way of doing that. But that's not what we read in Scripture. That's not what David's talking about. It's not what Jesus is talking about. This is not, it will not, and it never will be a passage about intimate relationship with just yourself. The most important relationship that each and every one of us need to have today is with whom? The Lord. The Lord who is my shepherd. The one I turn to. The one that guides me. Jesus as the shepherd, he calls. Sometimes we hear, sometimes we do not hear. Sometimes we listen, sometimes we do not. But we do hear this call. The shepherd does speak. And the shepherd knows his sheep. He knows when a sheep hears them. He knows when a sheep responds. And I pray that you do believe this within your heart, that Jesus is calling you to something, to be more like him, to serve, to help out, to continue in that spiritual walk with him. You know, as human beings... How do we know, how do we know that we need this shepherd? How do we know that we need Jesus? The world is full of many shepherds. 
The people of this world follow many shepherds. And they're a part of our daily lives. Do they come before the shepherd? Things that we follow. The weather, the news, the stock market, politics, movie stars, superstar athletes. And the list goes on and on and on. And you know the list goes on because you have your own list. We each have our own list of things that may be too much of a shepherd. Maybe too much attention is given to those things. And I ask you, are you following too many other shepherds? Are we following too many things that are becoming the shepherd? As parents, we really have our work cut out for us when we try to help, protect, and lead our children through life. There are things, there have been times when Angie and I, as a family, as parents, we had to adjust things. There's things that we adjust on the cell phones of our young men and soon-to-be daughters. They're called parenting controls. To the point where if you want to shut down TikTok, you just go on there and you shut it down. You don't want them on Snapchat, you just go on there and you just shut it down. You don't want them to have full access to Internet 24 hours a day, you put in the time frame when they can have it and when they can't. It gets their attention, brings about a conversation, and it keeps that parent-child relationship in the proper order because we're trying to help them grow and mature to be not just adults, not just good American citizens, but have their priorities in the right order according to the Lord. Maybe you need your spouse to do some work parenting control on your phone. Maybe you need some self-discipline on putting that phone up or putting on the charger and having that time frame where you'll get it in the morning or you'll get it after supper, you get it after lunch, whatever it may be for you. But be careful of those things that are shepherding you today. Because the psalmist, he even goes on to say that after, with this relationship, this intimate relationship with his shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not want. We could just spend the rest of the day talking about that just simple statement. This statement is not what we see or what we hear or what we read about in today's world or in the newspaper or in the financial standings. No way. The world wants us to forget about who provides and just say, hey, just keep it coming. I just keep wanting. Then we keep consuming. So it's easy for us all of us, to forget about how the Lord provides through each and every day. We allow the world's influence to get a grip on us sometimes. That advertising to want more and get more, the desire to get more for less, it's always coming at us. And this does cause us 
to live not with the shepherd. Because all of a sudden we'll live, we'll live in life with this feeling that I am so unsatisfied. I did not sign up for this. There is more and I want more. We are so un- unsatisfied that we're just not even looking to the Lord anymore. We're not even calling him our shepherd. We're definitely nowhere near living I shall not want. You know, we all had those grandparents and loved ones that lived through some hard times, things called the Depression, challenging times where they made clothes and dresses out of the feed sacks. Shoes were handed down to the point where that no matter if they were small, the kids still warm. I've done funerals and talked to families how the kids, they have bad feet because of so many years in childhood, they wore shoes that were too small for them. Can you imagine any kids putting up with that today? Could you live your life and say, or do you, do you want to, the Lord is my shepherd and that is all I want. The Lord is my shepherd and that is all I want. I believe it would be pretty close to impossible for, for most Americans to say that. About impossible for us to say that because of the way we have lived already. The Lord, as our shepherd, he does supply every need. And he wants to supply in a way that we lack nothing. He doesn't want us to lack. But what David says, I shall not want. We are challenged in our world today that so many live. So many young people grow up. They don't know what it is to need something. They have no idea what it is to need something. So how could they ever get to this point as the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want? We are really challenged as this world in our country. But I think the challenge is going to get greater as this world continues to tick away as Christ gets closer to coming back, the world gets farther away from him. You know, it's been said, whatever one generation accepts or puts up with, the next generation just accepts it. Because we get farther and farther away from the truth, God's teaching, God's word, you know, here we are now as a society with so much, so much. And the enemy just continues to fill us with thoughts of discontent, that I need more and that I want more. And when we begin to think like this, we cannot live another day without trying to fill that want more need. We are no longer able to realize that all these other things that our shepherd is doing, all the ways that the shepherd is at work, And the the psalmist, David, says, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. 
He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. The shepherd does all these things. Did you hear that? He makes. He leads. He restores. He cares for you. Not just for you, but for his name's sake. He wants you to be cared for. You know, when we are dwelling on or living in the moment of just satisfy me, satisfy myself, satisfy the I and God of self, we begin to hear a lot of things that we just begin to say about ourselves. Oh, I don't have this and I don't have that. And when we begin this dialogue of what we don't have, we will never see what the shepherd is doing. We will never appreciate, we cannot embrace, and we just overlook the daily blessings from our Lord, the shepherd. And as we think about the green pastures, that is where the Lord wants us to live, not out in some grassy field or pasture, but he wants us to live and have our needs met and cared for. Have you ever turned livestock out of a barn onto a green pasture for that first time? Let me tell you, when you open the gate, you open the barn door, what do those animals do? They may be cautious at first, but once they step outside, they're gone. Kicking up their heels, they're throwing dirt, they're kicking up the grass, rubbing their head down into the ground, and just, man, that feels good on their feet. They're excited. The grass is green, it is tender, and it's refreshing. Is that, that re- like that refreshing salad that every fast food place advertises and tries to sell you? Refreshing, exciting, freedom. Stretch the legs, stretch the body. And then there's the water, refreshing water grass and water, nutrients and the need for nourishment of the physical body, but also it brings a time of peace and rest and renewal. Because what, what happens when you get your bellies full? You want to lay down and take a nap, and the animals are the same way. You want to rest. And for the still water, that is very important. And those of that day, if you have sheep, Sheep do not want to drink from some flowing water or rushing water or a stream that's flying by them. They want to find this pool, this calm water, and to get that long drink that satisfies the body. Just like us. Some have drank from a hose at one point in time. That water's on full speed. What do you do? You kink the hose off. You slow it down so that you can drink from the water. But yet, some of us never find a way to slow down. Some of us always avoid those opportunities of rest. And it's great to hear those families that take a day for rest. It's great to see their pictures on Facebook. They get away, they go here and there, they go fishing and take the time to relax. Why? Because they know the next day is busy or they know the next week is really full and they need 
time to recharge and regroup. As we think about these things today, as the sheep continues to graze, do you know that as the sheep continues to graze, they're looking down, they're just eating and eating, that the sheep will just continue to graze and walk clear up to the edge of a cliff and they'll graze themselves right off the edge. They're not paying attention. They're just grazing and off the edge they go to wherever, that, wherever they may land. And I feel that many of us today may be finding ourselves not so much that we're grazing and taking our time, but we're overwhelmed. Or we're overwhelmed with the daily grind and we run and we run some more and we try to run faster. We try to multitask even more. And we just get into that mindset, I've got to hurry up. I've got to hurry up, I'm going to miss something. I've got to hurry up, I'm going to miss out. So we just keep adding something to our schedules. And this has been, become a real problem in our world today. But the shepherd continues to want us to find rest. And as we make quiet time for the Lord each and every day, it has to be intentional. You have to set that time aside. You have to work on it. You have to make time to pray or you won't pray. You have to set aside time to read your Bible or you won't read your Bible. Let us not be like the sheep that just graze ourselves over the edge or that we burn the candle at both ends until we're burned up burned out and no good to anyone. Doesn't matter how things may be going, we sometimes, even as they get dangerous and we have the warning signs, what do we do? We keep pushing ourselves. We keep straying away from the shepherd. We keep straying away from uh, spiritual disciplines. And then all of a sudden we find there goes our soul. There's no more tomorrows. There's no more doing it later. There's no more coming around and asking for forgiveness. There's no more opportunities to forgive that loved one and they've already passed away. First Peter 2.25 tells us, For we were like sheep going astray. We were. But now have returned to the shepherd and overseer of our souls. If you have not returned today, I invite you to take this day to return. Return to the shepherd. Jesus talks about the thief, that the thief does not come except to steal and kill and destroy. And Satan is still in that business today. There's only one reason Satan makes himself at home in your life. Because he's trying to, and he's working and he's attempting to steal everything. He's trying to kill you by destroying everything that you love. He does not want to see you in prayer. He doesn't want you setting time aside for scripture reading. He's going to put anything and everything in your way to stop your commitments to prayer, to scripture, to church, to Sunday school, to serving the Lord. He's all about stealing and destroying. Not to put us out of our misery. Not just to get us in hell. But he wants you to suffer. 
Satan wants you to suffer. He wants you to suffer long. He wants you to suffer hard. He wants you to suffer continually. Because he hates you, he hates God, and he wants us to suffer. He does not want you to find relief. He doesn't want you to find great work and spiritual disciplines and a shepherd there leading you and protecting you. He does not want this. But the shepherd, what did Jesus say in John 10.10? I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Period and amen. Thank you, Jesus. You see, Jesus is like water and Satan is like gasoline. Water and gasoline do not mix. Water refreshes and it rehydrates the body. Gasoline is poisonous, burns, and it destroys. So I encourage you once again today, if your life is out of balance, according to Psalm 23, to what Jesus says in John 10, come to the altar today and let us pray together. Let us pray. Father God, you know your people that are gathered here today, those who are watching. You know that every life is busy. Some are crazy. Some are out of control. Some are allowing their health to go down the drain due to stress, overeating, worry, depression. Father God, there's others that are mixing drugs just to calm their body's ailments. Some physical, some mental, some emotional. Father God, we're praying for you to intervene today. Father God, I'm praying for you to begin the work that needs to be done so that we would be a healthier church. We'd be healthier physically, emotionally, financially, and spiritually. That we'd be so healthy that we would just be... um, allowing others to do your work freely, knowing that they're just doing it in ways that uh, you have called them to do it, part of who they are personality-wise, who they are with their gifts and talents. Father God, may we see those that want to work for you and live for you, calling you their shepherd, being part of the flock at the same time. Father God, May we just see that it is for your glory. It is for your ministry. It is for your will to be done. So, Father God, I pray that you'd bring us together, that we would no longer be lost or wayward, that we would no longer be straying, that we wouldn't be just grazing through life along the edge of danger. But, Father God, that we'd be living intentional lives, intentional about Jesus Christ, intentional with the shepherd, allowing the shepherd to lead us, much as David had faith and trust and belief in his shepherd. Father God, I pray that we are ready to be shepherded by you, Lord Jesus in complete trust, complete faith, and in holiness. This I pray and ask in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.